Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I, you know, I look forward to this every week, and I love the feedback that you give me and that it's really helping and inspiring to you. And, you know, you can always email me or text me. You can always get through to me um, through the podcast server that you listen to. And you can let me know if you'd like me to speak about something in particular, if you have a topic that you'd really like someone to talk about. So I would love to hear from you. Again, thank you. And you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I have today with me an old friend. He has been on the show before, I think about four years ago. And his name is Rob Ekno. And so he's an award-winning broadcasting, has an award-winning broadcasting career. And it came to a crashing halt due to the effects of drug and alcohol. Became homeless and hopeless. Now, I don't know if you know this, but this Sunday is Recovery Sunday. And so this is for lots of churches that really are diving into helping anyone that is addicted to any kind of substance or alcohol or behavioral things. And so in four weeks, we're going to have uh, Pastor Ron Smedley, who is the executive director of Mission Recovery. And he goes to so many churches and teaches them how to set up these programs that really help support the people in the church that may be struggling with any type of addictions. So all that to say, we have Rob. And Rob, I am so thankful you are here today. Please say hi to the guests. I mean, to all all the people that are listening. All right. Hello. (laughs) How are you guys today? And yes, I mean, I'm totally blessed, too, because um, hopefully... And on November 29th of this year, which is only a short time away, I'll be celebrating 28 years of sobriety from that wonderful homelessness that you talked about. So uh, this is this is my passion. It's, it's helping. And, and you were talking about the pastor going into the churches. Celebrate Recovery is a big program yes, that yes. makes these churches. And yes, it encompasses everything, whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, you name it, you know, and it's it's just a way of bringing God into the 12-step program, which uh, and, and emphasizing 
his role in, uh, in in your recovery. So it's really an exciting thing. That's that's wonderful. Well, thank you. I, you know, thank you. Explained it so well. I appreciate that. And so, you know, I think what's important is that people really understand that this book that that you have written is it God or coincidence? And it's coming to grips with unexpected wonders in life. And I like how you put a positive spin and use the word wonders instead of disasters, right? Absolutely. Because, my goodness, we can so many times feel like whatever we're going through is a disaster. And, and God would rather us view it in wonder and awe that he's going to do a miracle in spite of it and because of it. No, absolutely. And, you know, these are this book here uh, that you just mentioned, Is It God or Coincidence? Coming to Grips with the Unexpected Wonders in Life, is recently published, and you can get it on Amazon.com. But it's about, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's eight stories that have happened in the last eight years where all these incredible coincidences just kept showing up in my life, and each chapter is about a, an enormous amount of coincidences that kept showing up, kept showing up, to just prove to me that there was definitely something much greater than you and I watching over all of our lives. It's just a matter of whether we want to believe or not. Absolutely, and how we want to view it, and whether or not we're willing to see what God is doing in spite of what either someone has done to us or what we have done to ourselves. No, absolutely, and and the theme of the book, it was funny, when I started sharing the title of this book, Cynthia, with friends, family, strangers— Every single person ended up having tears in their eyes because they started thinking deeply about things that had happened in their lives or one or two really important moments that they, you know, were able to recall in their memory and say, wow, you know, definitely something much more than a coincidence had to be watching over me during this particular time in my life, whether it was they were in the in the service and in war or whether relationships or how businesses came about, whatever it was. But they, every single person, which was many, uh, all started having tears in their eyes as they started thinking about this. Well, I think we, we take for granted, or somehow we we think that, I think, Jeremy, we have some squelch, maybe. I'm not sure. Oh, that's, well, you know, we that's have better. doubts. Some people have doubts. You know, even right. people, listen, even people that truly believe in God, there's a, there's a difference, as you well know, right? There's a yes. difference between yes. believing in God and truly trusting in God, right? It's I agree. Easy to believe in God when, when you know, you have money in your pocket, the career is going well, the relationships are going well, it's all wonderful, and then all of a sudden that stuff hits the fan, right? Absolutely. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, wait a minute, is there really a God in this world? <laughs> you know? Well, and I do think it's so interesting that, that all of us, you know, I, I say to people, you know, nobody leaves the planet alive, right? Like, this is a really hard place to live. And so we we have this tendency to look at people's outsides and think if they look great, then their life is great. And I say to them, well, they're probably in my office every week. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and so we really somehow think that we're the only ones that are going through things. And we get shamed and embarrassed, and we think, I couldn't tell anybody that I have this problem. I should have my act together. You know, and I am constantly saying to clients, to friends, to myself, you know, this is why Jesus came. That was the whole point. Yeah, and you know, in order to have a testimony, you've got to go through some tests, right? So these <laughs> things that we're each going through. That's exactly and I will right. I'll tell you this. Here's a little plug for Cynthia's 
uh, uh, therapeutic measures here in her counseling <laughs> services. So, no, I say this totally sincerely, Cynthia. Thank you. At 27 and a half years sober, just about six months ago or so, you know, I, I had this devastating uh, leg injury where I almost bled to death about two years ago, and I'm, I'm just fortunate to be alive. And we've been working on this thing, but it's been very challenging because it's almost two years. We still don't have it diagnosed. There's lots of pain and stuff. So I actually asked the insurance company, I said, you know what, can I get some therapy? You know, hmm, I said, maybe yes. therapy would, would help me. Talking to somebody once a week or something and having that. And I got to tell you, I used to just tell people, I would say, why are you going to therapy and paying that money? You know, you could just work your 12-step program a little bit harder. But right. I will tell you this. I am the number one proponent of adding therapy in now because this gal who can't be more than 35 years old is amazing. And every week I leave that office on Friday afternoons and I just feel like a million dollars. It's like all the weight of the world is gone because I have that one person who you can just share because it's great to get you know uh, insight from people that are in the 12-step program. That's wonderful. But it's the same stuff all the time, right? Because pretty right, much everybody right. has almost. But you, right, and others like you who have learned other ways can help us. Like yesterday, she had doing some exercises and stuff that just changed my whole aura. By the time I left there, I went from totally uh, frantic, basically. And I work a very spiritual program, as you know. And she said, you seem a little stressed out. And she was able to work this for me. And when I left there, I was a whole new man. So I say to you, if you're actually listening right now, and especially if you're in, in some type of recovery program and you want to do the best for yourself, it, in the big book, it talks about it, right? It says if you need outside help, whether it be a medical doctor, a therapist, whatever, do not hesitate to get it. And yes. I, with almost 28 years sober, now say to you, if you are not involved because you think, oh, my gosh, what, what kind of life if I'm living and now I've got to go see a therapist and this isn't working in my life, like you said, the outside thing. Yes. My gosh, please do it for your own self, your friends, your family, because you will be so much more valuable as a servant of God on this planet if your mind is clear and open to all the greatness that he has for you. You know, I appreciate you saying that. I know that there's such a stigma, and it is because of the vulnerability issue, that it is so such a vulnerable thing to go and talk to someone about these areas in your life that aren't working and that cause you to feel embarrassed or worried or scared or angry or, or if someone has harmed you, you know, emotionally or physically, you know, we naturally have shame about those things and we feel embarrassed to tell someone that we've either made this mistake or that someone has done something to us. And so I appreciate you saying it because it really is a very biblical process that God says, come, let us reason together, right? He says, though your sins are as scarlet, I will make them white as snow. And so that's one of the things that God does as we reveal ourselves to, to a safe person. And that safe person sees us for who we really are, not what we've done or what's been done to us. So, well, you know, the funniest thing, too, Cynthia, is that I share a story when I go in there. I'll share a story with her, and then all of a sudden she'll go, and do you know the part you left out, right? And I'll go, no. She goes, the most important one. And she'll, then she'll tell me what I left out, and I'm like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> when we're involved with it, right, we don't necessarily always see 
all the goodness, and we're missing it. And that's why we need to go see somebody like yourself who's able to see this and listen with a great ear, right, with compassion, and then say, okay, let's take a moment and pause, and, and can I share what I just heard you say, and then let's, you know, analyze this. And it's amazing. I, I, I tell you, I, I'm like a whole new guy. I'm like a young kid in a candy store. Every Friday I leave that office. Well, I, you know, I, I think that there is so much value in that because, I, and I'm thankful that really the, the stigma has lessened tremendously. And I, I think what we want to say to ourselves, and I, and I tell people frequently, you know, think about how people think about you if you don't take care of your car and you can never get where you need to go. And they're always having to come and rescue you. And, you know, you're impeding traffic or creating car accidents because you just won't take care of your car. Well, I say that to us about ourselves, and, and God is depending on us to take care of the one he loves. And so what do we do to others when we refuse to care for ourselves? So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We have Rob Ekno join me in the next segment as we talk more about the coincidences and the wonders that God does. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm Cynthia Hyatt. And if you are just tuning in, you can always listen to all the shows on your favorite podcast services. And you can certainly go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and we have the latest show always on the website. So we have a special guest with us today. He's a longtime friend. Uh, he's been on the show before, maybe about four years ago. This is Rob Ekno is with us, and he is an award-winning um, you know, talk show person and, and author, and he's done so much in the recovery world, and he has written this new book that I'm excited about, and it says, Is It God or Coincidence? Coming to Grips with Unexpected Wonders in Life. And so on the break, I was talking to Rob about, you know, this first chapter is, is even compelling to me. And, it's, and he, he calls it a life of evolving beliefs. So, Rob, tell us, tell us more about that. Well, it's about my evolving beliefs, you know, around God. You know, my great-grandmother, uh, Mabel, she was in Vermont. Boy, she was just, you talk about somebody that was jacked up for God. I mean, <laughs> and when I got to visit her, when I lived in southern New England, she was, back when the churches really had, like, the potluck dinners, and people were really, really involved with their churches. Not that they're not now, but it was just great because it was a different perspective when you're eight or nine years old, right? And so, you know, I believed in him. Uh, but then as I share, you know, I, I served as an acolyte at my church and for a couple of years when I was like 10, 11 years old. And then all of a sudden, you know, Little League came along and different things started coming along. And it was like God really wasn't, you know, at the top of my list. And then I got into high school and then I got into learning how to drink beer. And then I got <laughs> right. into girls, uh, girls, girls and TV. <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah, I, the girls were there. But I, I got to tell you. <laughs> Not one girl was ever responsible for my insane decisions. I got to tell you, you know? <laughs> I, I made I made everyone on my own. I, right. I accept right. full responsibility for that, you know. Right. And uh, and then I share about you know how I went from you know I believed in God and then I didn't believe in God and then I got back into believing in God. But then all of a sudden I got a year sober, just about, and I move out to Southern California and I had this horrendous moment 
with a very famous pastor. It was very challenging. And, 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 I, and I looked at him as he came off the stage, and he looked at me, and I share it in the book. And I was like, man, if there is ever a devil on this planet, like, you know, the, the, the sheep in wolf's clothing or whatever yes, they call it. Yes. I, his eyes caught mine. Mine caught his. And I said, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. And he looked at me like, oh, my God, somebody actually knows. He goes running down the hallway where he usually talks to the crowd after the church. I got on my jacket on like a December day or something like that, went flying out the church, half a mile down to my car, didn't go back to church for uh, almost nine years. Wow. And then I met, yeah, because I was so freaked out by that one incident. And so then I end up meeting my now ex-wife, who's grandmother used to watch uh, The Hour of Power with Robert Shula when she lived yes. in Arizona. And then Grandma moved out here, and she wanted to go actually see the church that she watched on TV forever. So we went down there, and I was married, and, and my wife had two kids, and they fell in love with the church. I got involved with the homeless ministry. Uh, I used to be on the Hour of Power promoting the, that and raising money to help the homeless, and I was running that for them. Um, and, then, uh, and then God had other plans for me and made it very clear, realistically, if you're, when you read the book, you, you've seen it, that it was time for me to move on, which is really weird. And my wife went in another direction, total different direction in her life. And uh, God had plans for me, and here we are today chatting about Him. Wow! So one, so part of one of the little segments in that first chapter is "scent of a miracle." So tell us what what is? I love that play on words. "Scent of a miracle." What is that? The scent of a well, miracle. Yeah, the sense of a miracle was I said, after I had run out of the church for nine years, I said it would take an absolute miracle for me to end up back in a church again and to even want anything to do with God, because I just felt like, you know, here's this famous pastor, and I looked in his eyes, and, you know, we each have our own feelings of what we feel, right? And our feelings are true feelings, you know, whether they're reality or not, but there are true feelings, and, and, and I never felt so in my life, as you read about it in the book, and, you know, his eyes were just dark and scary, and I was like, whoa. And so anyways, uh, I'm at a party to go celebrate a friend's 20th year of sobriety out here in uh, Southern California, and all of a sudden, I'm talking to a friend of mine, and then this gal comes over, and she starts talking to us, and then all of a sudden, she sits down in between us, like she really squeezed between us on this little bench that we have. We start talking, we're chatting, and all of a sudden, it's time to go. We're the only two people left after two hours of chatting, and she pulls out a piece of, the only thing she had to write on was a perfume card, <laughs> and she had gone shopping at one of the malls the day yes, before, yes. And, and she picked up a sample card, and she handed it to me, and it said her name and her phone number, and right underneath the phone number, it said Miracle. Miracle was the name oh, of the my perfume goodness. that she tried the day before. Oh, that so is, that's I, wild. That's awesome. Right? And I flip it over, and it says, miracle, 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 three more times on the back. And I said, okay. And the reality <laughs> was, I had 10 years sober at the time. This was a little while ago. And she only had 26 days. And, you know, they talk about in the program, you know, don't get involved with anybody who's young in the program. But it was weird, because, like, the week before, I had gone to a, a meeting, a 12-step meeting, right? And a gal shared, she said, you people are always saying you can't go out with people and this and that. Well, my husband had 10 years sober, and I had 30 days sober. We've been married for 30 years. How many of you can say that? So you got to go with your heart. 
so I went with my heart. We ended up dating for three years. We got married. And then uh, after almost seven years, things weren't working so well. And uh, she went a whole different direction in her life. And uh, God sent me to Alaska. And because of that, I was able to write this book. And uh, now we're here wow. chatting about it. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I, I think yeah, I, that was the sense of the miracle. Isn't it amazing? You know, and I, I am all, I am telling clients frequently, you know, that we so often just brush something off as coincidental, you know, right. and, and instead of recognizing how many supernatural things God is doing all the time on our behalf, if we could just see it. Yeah, they're out there for everybody. Yes, yes indeed. But many of us don't. That's right. That's right. So we're coming to the um, end of this first half hour. So I'd like you to talk more about um, this idea in Chapter 2, which is entitled Thou Shalt Not Steal. And you have a section that says, Sorry, Hollywood, God's script is better. So I I think that's fascinating. And so think about that and how, how you want to talk about that in the next segment, because I think that would be really, really telling. So I, I think, listeners, it's really important that that when we hear someone's testimony, that we, we take it either as God revealing to us something he wants to do in our life, or he's truly um, validating something he's doing. And so when you hear Rob talk about some of these things that seem so coincidental, I want you to be looking at your life and saying, did I brush that off as coincidence? Or was that maybe really God intersecting him, interjecting himself into my life in a supernatural way and wanting to deliver me, reveal something to me, help me, confront me, guide me, whatever that may be. And I think it's helpful when we hear these stories that Rob is telling us that he has been so willing to see God when God shows up and to not minimize it. And to not, you know, just blow it off and say, well, it's just coincidence. So join us again. We have Rob Ethno with us, and he is going to talk about, sorry, Hollywood, God's script is better in this next segment. Good afternoon. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. This is our our last, our next half hour. So if you've missed the first half hour, make sure you go to your favorite podcast service, and you can just download the show. You can listen to it online. Just type in Conversations with Cynthia, and that's Cynthia with an I. And you can listen to it also on our website. Just uh, hit the radio button at the top of the page on the homepage, and it'll take you to the most current shows. So we have with us today Rob Ekno, and he's been with us before, but he has this book that is really compelling. And it it is called, Is It God or Coincidence? Coming to Grips with the Unexpected Wonders in Life. And so I'm going to have him talk a little bit more about this chapter two that I have found to be quite intriguing. And one of the last parts of it is, sorry, Hollywood, God's script is better. And I think that is so poignant when we are working on laying down our life and saying, your will, not my will. God's will be done, not my will. That God, you know better than I do. And I know you've heard my story before. I really struggled with that. And I really had a way that seemed right to me 
And God made it very clear to me that in the end, it probably would have led to my death. And so I'm thankful that he really interceded in my life and and interjected himself in my life and got me on a path that he really knew he had created for me. So, Rob, thank you. I'm excited to hear about this. Yeah, so this story here just kind of blows me away, and it's the first one in the uh, book after my uh, introduction of who I am, and it involves this 12-year-old boy named Anthony that my ex-wife and I were in the process of adopting, and then all of a sudden some things happen with one of the other kids, and my wife talked to the counselors, and Anthony wasn't allowed. We were one signature away from adopting Anthony. I mean, and when you're doing an adoption process, I don't know, you probably know, Cynthia, you got to go. Well, yes, I, I am adopted, facts. actually, because I am adopted. Oh, yes. Well, there you go. Yes. I did not see. You yes. learned something new. It's <laughs> so, but for me, the guy that was going to be the father, I mean, I had to go through background, all kinds of background checks and all kinds of three, four-hour interview, anything. We were one court signature away from adopting this child. He was living with us and everything. All of a sudden, some things started happening around the house that my wife said were going on, and she called his counselor, and they decided that we were no longer going to be able to uh, adopt Anthony. And so uh, it happened to be a coincidence, my day off from work, and for some reason the other two kids had school that day, but Anthony did And so I said to myself, you know, I don't know if this young man's going to go back to foster care, whatever he's going to do. He may not go to a place that he has activities or or anything. And I want to make sure he has one amazing last day. So I asked him, I said, where do you want to go, Anthony, that you've never been in your life? Tell me three places. And he said, Disneyland. And he said, go-kart riding. And he also said, miniature golf. And I said, jackpot. There's a place out in (laughs) Southern California, a half an hour from us, that, that had both miniature golfing and and go-karting so i take him out to the rainforest cafe to get him something to eat first i get there all of a sudden i gotta break the news to him so i break the news of course he has you know natural reactions he's bummed out he thought you know he was calling me dad i'm calling him son it was it was one of the most terrific things that i had to have to do was to tell this boy who i don't think ever really did anything i don't know the whole story i just wrote what i was told and anyways we start playing uh miniature golf Right, we play around a miniature golf, and then we go on the go kart ride. And I got to back up just a second. Three weeks before this, Anthony had given his life to Christ at our church. He got baptized. Wow! And it was his total decision, right? So he gets in the little pool at our church out here in Southern California. He gets baptized. So three weeks later, now he's getting given back to the state. So basically, we find a nickel on the ground, and I say, Anthony, what does that mean? He said, or what does it say on it? He says, In God we trust. And I said, you know, Anthony, we can trust in God, but that doesn't mean that everything in our life is always going to be the way we want it to be, because he has other plans sometimes, right? So you just got to trust in him that things are going to work out. Anyways, we play the round of miniature golf, we go go go-karting twice, and we've got three rides with our package that we bought that day. He wanted to go go go-karting again. There was a big, long line. So I said, Anthony, look at those water tubes over there, right? They were like inner tubes from a car with uh, squirt guns in a big pool. So he says, okay, Dad, let's go over there and do that. I said, yeah, you can squirt me with the guns and get me all wet. And so we're standing <laughs> in line, and the second we stand in line, there's three pennies on the ground. Heads up, white, shiny pennies, cannot miss them, right? Sun, Christmas. And I said, Anthony, I said, pick up those pennies. And he picks them up, and I said, what does it say on it? I said, he says, in God we trust. I said, right. And I said, where did you find those pennies? He goes, in front of this water. I said, what is that water? 
And he said, it's a pool. I said, right, and what did you do in the pool at our church a couple of weeks ago? He said, I gave my life to Jesus. I said, that's right. I said, and Jesus is letting you know right now that even though things are not going the way that you want them to go, he's got you covered. And things are going to be okay as long as you continue to believe in him. I think right. that, that's Thanks. remarkable. Now, see, we only have 30 seconds. So, listeners, I want you to stay with me as we hear more about this, this amazing story and how God intervened in this young man's life. Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for being with me today. And we have a great guest. He's, a, uh, he's been on our show before. His name is Rob Ekno, and he has a wonderful book that he is, has written and that he is talking about with us, and that is the book that Is It God or Coincidence? And Coming to Grips with the Unexpected Wonders in Life. And so he's got this wonderful story that he was telling us about with this young man he was adopting. And just the wonderful coincidences that occurred that really were an ex- unexpected wonder from God. So make sure that you um, visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you are just tuning in, you can listen to the show in its entirety or all your favorite podcast servers. And I'm also going to make sure that Rob lets you know how you can get a hold of him and his, his information. Okay, Rob, we're back. So, All right, great to be back. Yes, yes, so we're telling you the story about Anthony in Chapter 2 of this book, and, and the, it's actually titled Thou Shalt Not Steal, and the, and the part that really caught your attention was, sorry, Hollywood, you know, you, know, you couldn't have written a better story, right? Right. And, and, so, and the reason being is because God is the master writer of all stories. If we allow him to be and we pay Amen. attention to what yes. he's doing, right? Yes. Okay, so, so I have to break this news to this 12-year-old boy who we were one signature away from making him a permanent part of our family. It didn't work out. Some things around the home apparently were happening that my wife didn't like. And anyways, she made a call. The counselors want to bring him back. Anthony had just given his life to Jesus. It's like three weeks before that, right? And so you can imagine how devastating this is because he thinks he's doing everything right. And then all of a sudden he gets crushed three weeks later with his emotions as anybody would at 12 years old or 32 or 52, right? Absolutely. You you lose a, a wonderful relationship. So I take him out to this place in Southern California that has go-karting and miniature golfing, two of the three things that he always wanted to do, never did. Play around the miniature golf, go on the go-karts twice, long line comes in now. We go on this water ride. There's three pennies right there in front of the pool, you know? And I said, Anthony, why don't you grab those pennies? And he picks them up, and I said, what does it say? He says, in God we trust. I said, one more time, Anthony, you know, God's got you. And what did you do in the pool of water where you found this in front of, right? It's also symbolic how Jesus set this whole thing up, right? We find the three pennies that say, in God we trust, right in front of a pool. Three weeks earlier, Anthony had gotten dunked in a pool at our church and had given his life to Jesus. It's amazing. So, yeah, so here we are now, right? So then we, we go on the ride, and we each soak each other down. It was like 90 degrees outside, so it was great that we each got to shoot each other down with the water hoses and stuff. And Anthony says, Dad, I want to play one more round of golf. So we go and get our, our two putters and, and two golf balls, and we go over to the first hole, and we and Anthony hits the ball, and he hit it right in this spot that it said, a big sign, best shot is hit in this hole. 
And so he hits it in that hole, and the ball comes bouncing out of the other side, and it just takes this incredibly weird bounce. And who knows where it went? We couldn't find it. Well, I was so emotionally drained from having to tell Anthony this story and trying to figure out what kind of really neat things I could do with him and stuff. So I said, Anthony, you know what? Here, just take my ball. You play. I'm not going to walk all the way back and get myself a ball. You use mine, play, and just enjoy yourself, and I'll, I'll have fun watching you. So Anthony plays out the round. We get to the 17th hole, and now I want him to have a memory of our last day together, right? So I say to him, I say, Anthony, just take the ball and put it in your pocket. And he looks at me and he says, no, Dad, I can't. That's stealing. <laughs> and I'm thinking, who is this 12-year-old kid, right? Right. Of course, of course I know technically it's stealing. Only when you're in that position that I was in where you just, your whole heart had yes. sunk with this young man and you wanted him to have a memory. And so I'm like, you know, maybe he'll lose the ball, maybe he won't, but I at least want him to take it with him, right? Exactly. And so I said, I said, Anthony, just go ahead and put it in your pocket. It's okay. And he looks at me and he says, no, Dad, I can't. That's stealing. And the Bible specifically says, thou shalt not steal. I'm like, who is this 12-year-old kid? Right? Right. But at the same moment, Cynthia, how do I tell him that who cares what the Bible says, right? right. <laughs> listen to me. I'm, I'm the dad. And he was making it clear that he truly believed and trusted at 12 years old in the higher dad, right? Wow. And so I'm like, okay, Anthony, you know, and then he looks at me and he said, don't worry, Dad, I'll get a hole-in-one on the last hole. Because when you go to the last hole, you know, it's always a very difficult shot, the 18th hole, and there's a big screen in front of the hole. So you only get one shot. If you miss, you don't get another shot, you know, like all the other holes. So we go over to the hole, and he says, Dad, make sure you have your video on. Well, I had a BlackBerry phone at the time, and even with that unsophisticated piece of equipment, I couldn't figure out the dang video. <laughs> so while I'm, tr I'm trying to hit the video, all of a sudden I hear... Bing, 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 bing. Dad, 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 I got a hole in one. I got a hole in one. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so he's jumping up and down. And, and uh, so I take a picture of him because it printed out a free ticket for him. He's like, look at that. I want a free ticket, you know. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And so, listen, here I was from a human perspective, Cynthia, right, trying yes. to give Anthony yes. a memory by telling him to put a golf ball and go against one of God's Ten Commandments, thou right, shalt not steal. Right. And instead, God rewarded Anthony for trusting in him, abiding by one of his commandments. And Anthony now, it doesn't matter whether he loses the free ticket. It doesn't matter whether he left closes the scorecard that I gave him to keep. He will have a lifetime memory that nobody can ever take away from him because he honored God and lived his life at 12 years old in an honorable way. And God is and so, real. And God is real. And, and he, right, he proved it. So yes. Hollywood could not have written a better script. And here's the great part, Cynthia. You know, the next day we got to take Anthony back to child services, and you go into this building, and it's like all brown and dark and plastic cold seats and, you know, all brick walls. And, and it's like very cold, and it was a cold, rainy day. You know, and I got to hug this young man who I yes. thought was going to be my son for my rest of my life and say goodbye. And so we don't know where he's going to be going to. 
so the great news was the next day is my ex-wife calls me and she says, hey, they found a great place for Anthony in this L.A. suburb, and it's with a woman. And the reason why Anthony was up for adoption in the first place is because his mom and dad were strung out on dope and alcohol and everything else for over a couple of years. And the judge gave them two years to straighten their act out, and they never could. So that's why he said, no, you're not going to keep your kid and let him live in this horror anymore. So you've got to put him up for adoption. That's why he was up for adoption. So he had lots of issues with his mom because she was always strung out and, you know, abusive and stuff. So he gets put in this home with presumably a wonderful woman, the exact perfect Right, right. The opposite. Story. Yes. yes. He gets a real mommy. I mean, how, so when, you, when I say, sorry, Hollywood, you know, you, you <laughs> couldn't have written a better story. Yes. You know, God is the master architect of all of this stuff, right? Yes, so it yes. So was another way of him saying, listen, Rob, you did what you did to a point, and you got Anthony to where he needed to be. And I'm hoping, to be honest with you, I'm hoping now that the book is out that someday he might come across it and see it and, and, and attempt to contact me because Absolutely. I would love to be able to share this great story with him because he probably doesn't know half of the story. So, But, I mean, talk about getting blown away by God in that moment and that day and what happened the next day when he got not only the hole-in-one, he stood his grounds on God, God's Ten Commandments, and then he also got placed in a home with a loving woman, which is exactly what he needed. I well, mean, it really is. Yeah, you know, you really taught him to trust. It's the trust issue. And see, it's so tough to trust in a God we can't see when we're let down by so many people in our lives. And, yeah. and we have a tendency, you know, to project onto God what humans do. And, and it's scary to believe in a God that you can't see. But, you know, I'm, the stories that you have told just in this hour are so confirming that we really can trust in this God who died for us. We really can trust in God. And we should. Absolutely. In God we trust. That's, who, that's where our number one most deepest trust should be. Because I, I say this to clients on a daily basis. God's not going to let you down. He may do something that's confusing to you. But if you stick stick it stick out stick it out with him, you end up seeing that it, he really knew what he was doing. And you have stories like that that are countless. I have stories that are countless. And I said, the more you're able to trust in God, the more you're able to tolerate the mistakes and the the, the problems that humans have. We have a tendency to, you know, to trust in God the way we trust in humans, and trust in humans the way we should be trusting in God. And so it's really upside down, and we get very hurt, very let down, very disappointed. Absolutely. You know, I share this with my 12-step meetings all the Mm -hmm. time, is that, you know, the problem that we have with God is that you can't just call him up and say, hey, can you come meet me at the coffee shop? I've got some issues i got to discuss. And then look at him in the eye, right, where I can call you and go sit in your office, or clients can call you and go sit in your office and look at you, and they can can see your emotions and your Mm -hmm. concern and your compassion for them. But they can't see that in God unless they truly, truly start working on a spiritual life and start trusting as this 12-year-old, this 12-year-old boy set an example for the entire world with, with his dedication to, to God. That's right. That's right. And also that God is expecting us to represent him as well so that God, so people can see God in us. It doesn't mean that we are. It just means that, that God is saying, I want people to experience me, and the only way they can is many times through you. 
I mean, it's a huge responsibility. <laughs> and, and you have this great story with Anthony that you, you took that responsibility on. And even when you were mistake-making, because you had such kind thoughts and feelings toward this young boy, that even when you were mistake-making, God can do wonderful, beautiful things. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Yesterday, I run into a guy that I never met before, and to make it really quick, I know we only have a minute, and he said to me, he said, you know, my father's a pastor, and my father said a good book always has scripture in it. He said, that's how you know when a book is good or not. And so I grabbed a copy out of my trunk, and I gave it to him, and if you noticed, Cynthia, I'm sure you did, sprinkled throughout each chapter, especially in Anthony's chapter, are Bible scriptures that support the coincidences, technically, that uh, we experience. And so we're we're showing you that God, wait a minute, he says this is a coincidence, perhaps, well, wait a minute, the Bible says that it's actually God in all of his glory. And it's divine intervention. That's absolutely correct. It's it's remarkable. So how so is the book out now? Can people get you know how can they order the book? Uh, so very simply, just go on Amazon.com and uh, look up. All you got to do is type in Rob Ekno E K N O, and you can get it either in Kindle form or in uh, paperback. Uh, also, this coming week, within the next couple of weeks, I will also be doing the audio book as well. I have a, uh, a gentleman who has volunteered, a professional sound engineer in Hollywood, who's gifting me the uh, studio for uh, the audio book. Oh, that's wonderful. And now that I just told you about this story <laughs> and how excited I was about Anthony, man, i got to get that audio book done quick. <laughs> yes, you do. I think it's going to jack people up for Jesus here. Absolutely. And, uh, at least get them thinking. Oh, all, you know, I, I think that's so important. Do, right? It's so important because humans, you know, we, we learn by stories and we learn by everybody else's stories. And, and we we have our stories and many times we discount them. And so these stories that you tell are so poignant and inspiring. And they're also very transparent. And so it, it helps people to see that, you know, we're just humans. That's all we are. We're mistake making people. And God still wants to work through us. So Rob, thank you so much for being with us today. Listeners, make sure that you check out this book. I think you will be very blessed and have a great week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version.